This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Quantum Leap Your Business and Life podcast. My name is Bethany London, and I am an energetic VC supporting CEOs and entrepreneurs in multiplying revenues and opportunities of their business through intuitive guidance and energetic healing. I am obsessed with finding and releasing blocks so that you can start receiving the guidance and opportunities that will be bringing you quantum leaps with ease. If you are looking to upgrade your business, life, spirituality, or need a perspective shift to flow, you've come to the right place. Leave it to me to pull out the juicy stories, quantum leap hacks, and how our inspiring guests have tackled obstacles and gotten into the flow to reach new heights of success. My intention is to bring clarity and massive awareness that infinite possibilities are everywhere. Your next moment could be a miraculous one. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Let's uncover their strategies, have fun, and see how we can quantum leap together. I am so excited to have Dessa Rose here today. We were introduced by a mutual friend, Lee, who is also a business consultant. And yeah, how do you know him? So I just met Lee three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago. I have a love-hate relationship with social media, but a friend on Instagram was with him, tagged him. I looked at his profile and I saw that he's a consultant for conscious brands. And I was like, hey, I should get to know him. So we did a a call just like this and here we are. You're so good. So you reached (laughs) out. I reached out. Yeah, I don't have any qualms about being bold and just connecting, you know, and like, that's what the world's all about. And it like opens up mysterious, fun things. And then here we are. Put yourself out there. Yeah. And so here we are. Oh my God. Yeah, and so in our it. conversation, he's like, you need to meet Bethany. Um, yeah. So good. Well, I love, love, love your website and would love to talk about more about all the magic that you've created with your clients. And then also I want to dive into how you ended up here doing this yeah. work strategy for conscious parents as well. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been doing this, this part of the role entrepreneurial style? Yeah. So 2015, yeah. I left a multi national advertising agency. So was on a trajectory for, you know, executive leadership and, and yet I felt misaligned. I felt misaligned with the clients that I was doing work for. I was drinking green juice and eating raw almonds. And yet I was, I was selling. I had both of those today. Right. Yeah. It's just like, you know, that was my lifestyle. And yet Mm -hmm. I'm selling processed cereal and alcohol, whiskey brands and, and beer. And I'm just like, what am I doing? You know, so much of our work becomes our life. And so if our work isn't aligned with our life, then it doesn't feel good. You know, it kind of creates this tension and stress and anxiety. And so I kind of tuned into that and I was like, you know, I'm good at this work. I'm good at strategy. I'm good at creative thinking. 
I'm good at helping people see opportunity and helping brands see opportunity to really connect with people. But I want to do so for people of my own choosing that feel aligned. And so I started my own consulting practice, which at the time was spinach strategy and really focused on healthy food brands, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, what was the equivalent of that healthy green juice? Well, or- all, I love that it's all in the title too. Yeah. Right. Like, duh. Okay. I get it. <laughs> you know, at the time, I think I was eating spinach three times a day. I have since moved on to kale and other greens into, into microgreens and sprouts now, but yeah, just the notion that like, okay, I get to, I get to be aligned with my work and I get to decide what that looks like. And boy, the world just really opened for me. Mm. I just left my company without any prospects. And the two weeks after I left, I had my first client. I made three times what I did at my job. So it was was such a lesson for me of like, Mm. bet on yourself and sometimes you need to take a little, a, a, a bit of a leap of faith yeah. and trust that you've got you and the universe has you too, oh, you know? Well, I want to hear about that, that little journey, like those, let's say it was probably at least more than two or three months in the making. So you were just like, and it's funny. Cause I literally just led a course and the module yesterday was all about aligning to your beliefs and values. Yeah. And one of the sections of the module is when you're clear on your beliefs and values and you choose a company or you have a company that is also aligned with your beliefs and values, like you want to work for that company, you want to work with them, or you want, you know, people will want to work with you because you're so clear in what it is. It's like a magnet. Absolutely. It's a magnet. And yeah, it's so important to let yourself be seen too, Mm -hmm. I think in that way. So what now, what I, what I am is like, as I've evolved as a person over the last seven years, the way I want to show up and serve is evolving. So going from spinach strategy to Dessa Rose is that evolution of who I am and how I want to show up. One second though, because I'm just thinking of all the people out there that are like, I have something else I want to do. I want to hear about you taking that leap. There's so many people that are, it doesn't happen overnight. So I think, you know, behind the scenes, what was happening is I started to put my feelers out there to either work at a a food startup. So there were a Mm -hmm. lot of tech startups at the time and food, healthy food brand startups in Chicago, where I was living and working. And I started to interview with them. And what happened is I realized I had more of an interest in doing like a three month to six month consulting type engagement with them because I have such a high energy for initiating ideas and really like setting the foundation for how something can grow and less of an interest of like managing the details of what would transpire after that. And so I actually did have a couple of engagements where, you know, at the time I didn't know how to value what I was offering to those companies. So I did basically work for free while I had my full-time job just to kind of get you know, my confidence to know like, well, there's interest in what I have to offer. Because sometimes I think when you're at a company, you have your blinders on, you don't realize that what skill sets you've cultivated are really valuable, not just to that company, but to a whole set of audiences that are outside those walls. And so just, you know, being willing to do some work for free and to connect in the same way that you and I got connected by me reaching out to Lee on Instagram. And then, it, you know, yeah. things happen that way. So just, I think having a, 
an appetite for risk in the sense of like looking foolish potentially of doing work for free or asking to do work for someone and them say no. But that gave me, I think, some confidence. And then just recognizing that the worst case scenario of leaving a job and not having anything transpire after it for yourself and your own business is you can always go back and get another job. Right. There's always other backup. jobs. There's always a backup plan. And in 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 the in the between time, there's going to be like some really fun things that unfold that, you know, I think releasing the need to know is just such a healthy, it's a healthy exercise for being a human. Yeah. We might, we might try to convince ourselves that we know we can control, but you know, there's lots of people that got laid off from companies that otherwise would have seemed stable like Google last year or zoom. And so do you want to stay at a company that you don't feel aligned with, or do you want to bet on yourself? That's kind of ultimately the path that you have to decide. Love it. And I love that you were just fearless and willing to reach out to anyone and work too, because you're so aligned to your mission. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not about being fearless as much as it is walking through the fear and -hmm. knowing that hard work and yeah, trusting yourself can be a way to get through the fear. Did (laughs) you do a lot of mental work or work with a life coach or therapist or anything? Are you just self- not at the time I have okay. since. Yeah. And that's become part of my journey and probably why the way that I want to serve as a strategist and who my clients are has changed. But yeah, I think at the time, just belief in self. Love it. So yeah. cool. Okay. And so now you have evolved. I've evolved. Yes. So tell us about what you do now. Yeah. So I had a moment in December of 2021, I went to the World Expo for plant-based foods in New York City. So it was a relatively new conference that had started. And I left completely disheartened. And I left disheartened because I felt like there is such a need for people to eat a certain way or to consider eating more plants for the health of the planet and for their own health. And yet I was at this conference and just felt like I was almost back at a beer conference in the sense that everyone was focused on how can they make money and how can they convince someone that they need their product. And it felt to me that there was a lot of fear-based techniques being made and just the selling did not feel good to my, it didn't feel aligned. They didn't sell. They weren't going to be putting money on the table or whatever. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of reminded me like, oh, this is a similar moment that I felt when I left the advertising agency of like, do I even feel aligned with this industry anymore that, you know, has a lot of momentum. And at the same time I went through, you know, I think every, every time there's a purpose that's revealed to you, it usually can come from a moment of pain. And so I had gone through some painful experiences in my personal life with having a miscarriage that really was served as a gift to me in many ways of kind of awakening me in a spiritual sense and helping me really tune into my soul and to what my calling was really and less about selling products and more about how can I really take a step back and realize that there's so much fear that we're all um, living in oftentimes. And a, a lot of our business environment and a lot of brands are selling to people on a basis of fear. What I believe is that there's a love deficit in the world. 
And so how can I help to fill the gap of ensuring that as I was going through this discovery of loving myself for the first time, really ever, and just cultivating more self-love, recognizing that as a strategist and as a consultant, I want to support other people that want to remind people of the love that they already are, that they have everything they need. They don't need to buy a product to feel better about themselves. They don't need to do something to feel worthy. They don't need to hustle harder. They just get to own the love that they are, you know? And so it just kind of created this, this reorientation of how I wanted to show up in the world and who I wanted to support. And so now I, I found that I'm really aligned with a lot of women that are leaders in, I, I would say like building conscious brands, right. And reminding people that they have a lot of what they need. And, you know, so there's two depth psychologists that I'm working with right now. I've worked with a woman that started a yoga business, but has since pivoted to herbalism and, and really leading people on ex experiences that transform them. And just kind of focused on how can I support the people that are supporting other people in helping them show up as they are and really own who they are. So it's less about selling a product and it's more about selling a belief system and, and helping people return home to, the, to their essence in a sense. So awesome. I'm like, I don't even have to ask questions. You're, you're going for it. And I love it. Going. I love that selling a belief system. Well, it's, it's passion. It's passion. I just took a course the other day on sacred selling. When, more about that. Yeah. When we are on, on a mission. So let's say I work with companies that are struggling, startups, et cetera, intuitively. When I am so connected to that, and when I say connected, because I've been working with people forever, just in general, whoever, I'll work with anyone, I can support, facilitate healing or intuitive support and guidance. And it feels amazing when I'm working with them. But also I felt I want to make a bigger impact, right? So I'm like, when I work with companies and business owners, then I'm not only supporting one person, I'm supporting the whole entire company, and then that's supporting the clients, and then that ripples out into the world. So when I am so aligned with wanting to support a struggling company in shifting, tipping, tipping the scale towards profitability. Like I worked with one company that was about to, they were, they were teetering on bankruptcy. Right. Okay. And then, yeah. And the magic unfolded. In fact, within a year, they were in the process of selling their company, but it was profitable by then. So they ended up keeping it and he handed it off to somebody else to run the company for him. So good. But the thing is, is like when I'm so connected to that, because even though it felt good when I was working with clients before and in the moment when I was working with them, that felt good. Like there was a heart connection, but what can I like get behind where I know without a doubt that I'm going to support somebody like there's not a selling there's not necessarily selling. I'm just in, I'm enrolling them into the vision that I know, or the possibility that I know is available to them if they choose. Right. It's like, I'm standing as source for a transformed world of freedom. Really. That's what mm -hmm. I'm all about at the core. I love that. Freedom of the mind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if we want to, you know, niche it down, cause we're all about niches. 
it would be like the struggling companies. And like, yeah, I have heartstrings for that. Like I'm always rooting for the underdog. If you ask my parents, you know, arguing, I would argue for the party that was like suffering all the time. My, I, my, I'm Myers-Briggs. I'm an advocate too. INFJ. <laughs> there you go. That makes sense. Is there a theme that you've noticed among the struggling companies that you consult with? Is there something that you're able to really kind of pinpoint that seems to be a common thread among you? Okay. If I think about it, the first thing that comes up is family, like mm. their family and how they interact with their family or their mom or their children. Mm. We're playing a huge role in my CEO's lives and how we do one thing is how we do everything. So sometimes when I'm working with a client, they're like, okay, I want to, you know, go from three and a half million to six. And I'm like, oh yeah, I see. I, Cause I'll tune in intuitively. And I'm like, yep, that's possible. And then next thing you know, we're talking about their mom. They're probably like, this isn't what I want to be talking about. And I'm like, well, that's what's coming up. And it's like, as long mm-hmm. as I know and trust that the goal is there and, and that we are achieving it, I'm going to work with whatever's coming up as an intuitive yeah. to support and heal first. But I love the sacred selling. And when you're so grounded in your purpose and your source, you know, often it's called the why, but why didn't resonate for me? It doesn't resonate for me because it's more like when I'm standing in this power, then maybe I just have a trigger with why. I, I want to go back That's to cool. the, the unconscious blocks and the connection to family life. Oh, and yeah. yeah, I mean, would, would you call that a mother wound in a lot of cases that that's mm-hmm. causing, or is it more so there's, there's maybe like unprocessed trauma or just like a sticking point. Uh, I've encountered that with some of the clients that I've worked with and I'm not a trained therapist. I'm very mindful of like, ethically speaking, you know, I'm not prepared to help someone unpack trauma. But if I hear something, I can reflect it back and yeah. sort of offer it up as like, I'm, I'm hearing that like there's resistance to pivoting your business because your mom said this to you five years ago, you know, real conversation. Yeah, like that. And yeah. I'm happy to report that, you know, three months later, this woman has now pivoted her business successfully. It was okay. just a recognition that that was something that I was able to see was really, you know, yeah. keeping her in a freeze state. Yeah. So it's, I haven't seen it as a mother wound in in two clients. I can see the mom greatly affecting their business in another one. We didn't, you know, it was more like the children, (laughs) children demands (laughs) controlling their life, but we didn't dive into the mom that didn't come up. Mm. So, and then there's been times where I work with clients where I'm not even talking to them one-on-one I'm, I all have like 15 minute meetings with them like every few weeks, but I'll be tuning into the energy every day and doing what I see is needed. There's different ways that I work, but I'm curious for you, have you seen that as a theme, the mother womb? Cause that's so interesting to me. I'm like, you know, yeah, I guess I don't have enough at bat, so to speak at that depth of working with clients to say it's a theme yet, other than, you know, it did come up with someone recently. And so I've wondered how much of a factor that is on an unconscious level to a degree for all of us, you know, and it's a mother wound or something else that happened at some point in our life, you know, I'm like thinking about my mom now, (laughs) how do we ensure we have the support to like, you know, either be shown what those roadblocks are because they're not on the conscious level of awareness for us or, Mm -hmm. 
just be shown the tools to kind of help work through them. Yeah. Well, and one of the other things about the mom stuff is almost every time, every time I'm like, is it all moms? Is it every, it's every time the quote unquote trauma or damage from the mom or pressures stem from their mom, stem from their mom, stem. So sometimes I'm like, okay, do you know anything about your great grandma? Of course. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, so funny. So funny. They had the exact same situation. Uh, One of my gifts I've been told is delivering feedback in a way that isn't like putting somebody down or derogatory. I even actually, my friend just told me this the other day. She's like, you're really good at this. And then my old coach, I used to work with an executive coach from Google like a decade ago. And he was always saying, he's like, you're really good with feedback. I'm like, it's not something I like choose to like be really good at. I guess I just am as I'm laughing, as I'm saying it, I'm like, oh, that's your mom and your mom and your mom's mom. (laughs) No big deal. Let's clear it. (laughs) Creates more of a lighthearted effect. Otherwise sober news to report. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No, I think it's a really important point to just hit on. And I mentioned this to Lee too, is like, I am a mother to a five-year-old and beyond my consulting work, which I do find very important because I see it's so important for us to support leaders in a way that are supporting the planet and people in this world or vision of love and doing so ethically and just creating that ripple effect of energy. Even more important than that is my role as a mother. And really I'm a cycle breaker, right? So you're talking about the multiple generations of, you know, unhealthy trauma or ways of relating. And so my opportunity is I'm I'm breaking that cycle for my son. And for me, that is the most important work I could ever do. Will I get paid for that work? No. Will I get, probably not, but like when you get to the core of these things, I mean, it's interesting that you're hearing that coming up with business leaders. Like it's so important. I think, you know, it's one of those under-recognized, undervalued service in, in a lifetime is like, how are you, how are you mothering, you know? Another thing that has come up as like one of the feedbacks from one of my, one of my clients was he's like, it felt like you were like cheering me on at a baseball game oh, especially at that level. Right. They don't have yeah maybe that kind of like support or cheerleader. So I thought that was interesting, but that to me makes me think of parenting as well. Cause you yeah. always want your parent to be, you know, cheering you on and supportive. And I know a lot of people don't have that. So it's, it's really beautiful to receive. And for those that did have it to acknowledge that they had that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes we don't. Okay. So what is like, I'm curious about you, like your process for how you work. Is it more like PR? Is it more like coaching? Yeah, I would say I describe myself as a strategist. So I have that business background and, you know, my skill set comes from the business world and particularly the creative business world, right? So helping brands set a strategic foundation for how they're going to show up, how are they going to message, how they're going to spend a hundred million dollars on media or how they're going to spend, we have no money, but we need to creatively connect with our audience. So I'm sort of the, you know, the creative visionary and and oftentimes for either an entrepreneur and, and being a partner with them to help them articulate what their vision is and then put a intuitive business plan together that feels like 
really connected to their heart and soul and like aligned with their sources of energy. So that's a big thing that I notice in entrepreneurship is, you know, it's one thing to build a company that's successful from a monetary standpoint. It's another thing to build a company that's aligned with your sources of energy. That's also abundant when it comes to how much money you're bringing in. Right. And so there's a lot of risk for burnout and for, you know, burning the candle at both ends, so to speak, if you decide I need to be doing it all because I, I need to be growing. And so I kind of come in and say, do you need to be doing it all? Or do we need to get clear on what you stand for and what you actually enjoy doing? And guess what? It's your company. So you get to decide what you put time, effort, and energy towards. And so I really create a lot of frameworks, strategic frameworks to help entrepreneurs, companies, brands decide how they're going to market, how they're going to do business, what their services and offerings are even going to look like. So I kind of do this blend of, I'd call it brand and business strategy, but with the undertone of like a coach mentality, right? And so a lot of times I'm, I'm having clients do exercises to think about, all right, let's do energy mapping for a week. I want you to, to help me understand and help yourself understand what is giving you energy? Everything from the start of your day to the end, end of your day. What is draining your energy? Let's do less of what's draining your energy. And it's eye-opening, right? And it's not to say that you get to not do anything that's energy draining, but you do get to decide if you delegate some of those things or what is the value exchange or what is it, what's the opportunity cost if you're spending 90% of your time, we find doing things that are energy draining that you think you need to do for your business. Well, maybe you don't, you know, and then sometimes that, that turns into pivoting a business and what your services are to be more aligned with your sources of energy. A lot of times I'll also do inner child work to a degree. Again, I'm not a licensed therapist, but just simple questions of like, Hey, you know, do you remember what you liked when you were young? What, what kind of things brought you joy? What kind of things really lit you up? Maybe ask some of your family if you have an opportunity to tell you about, can they tell you about what five-year-old version of you like to do? Yeah. And so much of that is important to kind of bring into the fold in the here and now to just really be connected again to like, what is our essence? What, what really lights us up? Because if we feel lit, lit up, then that's going to be reflected in the work that we do and the companies that we build. Yeah, totally. I love, I love the love that you exude. So much. I'm like, you're reminding me of someone else I just had recently who is actually a friend of mine and he he's just so grounded in love and so beautiful. And I, I kind of feel similar with you, which is awesome. Yes. Yeah, Such you. a good, definitely good energy to interject into a business. Curious how, or yeah. How have you worked with some of the bigger companies? Let's see, obtaining them as clients. I think that's a good one. So a lot of my clients are on a trajectory of becoming big. Okay. Right. And so a lot of the big clients that I worked with was when I worked, I, I kind of be, have become of their entity. So right when I left big advertising agencies, partnering with Red Nose Day, for instance, is a, is now a massive nonprofit and campaign in the U S it came from the UK. 
they partnered with Walgreens and NBC. So you call that high profile and, and big clients. But I think what I've come to find is whether it's a, a big client with a recognizable brand name, or it's an upstart, or it's someone that isn't an upstart, they actually have a really profitable business, but maybe they're, they're not widely recognized. The problems, the issues are exactly the same. <laughs> the work yes. is so different. And sometimes the amount you're paid for the work isn't different either. You know, it can be just as lucrative as a consultant to be working with a high growth startup or, you know, I, I worked for three and a half years with a woman that is a fertility specialist in the Bay Area in San Francisco. And I felt drawn to her because her mission is really to help women get ahead of infertility. And I'm like, is there any better thing to be doing? You know, I didn't realize at the time, but the World Health Organization recognizes infertility. It's like one of the top five issues globally. And it's not really talked about until the point of someone trying to get pregnant, when really we should be having that conversation when a woman starts her cycle in high school, you know, to start testing and get familiar. Like, yeah, what, is, like what is, we yeah, we should. She's amazing. <laughs> She's got a podcast and a YouTube oh, she channel. Does. But, you know, she she had a really successful business and yet had this desire to get her mission out to the world and really build her brand, I guess, alongside that. And so, you know, I got her featured in Forbes, for example, and she has a film that she's created that I'm helping her pitch to networks right now. Nice. Yeah, she now works with a lot of contestants from The Bachelorette and Bachelor. So she's kind of integrated into, you know, more of a high profile celebrity type of clientele. but you know, that's an example of someone that she had a successful business, a brand that was completely unknown and was able to just kind of ride that wave with her and help her define, you know, who she is from a brand standpoint, but then help her really think about what's her business look like and what are all the different facets that she can create beyond being a doctor. Yeah. Love the, the show or the movie or whatever it's going to be. And I'm curious from your end, like what's your process been for attracting clients? And is there a difference for you on a big name client or a bigger um, revenue generating client versus one that's yeah. in a different stage in their business? I keep being told by other intuitives that I'm going to be working with Apple and Google, which are big companies. Yeah. And I'm excited for that moment. I personally, so far, most of my, the majority of my business has been referrals. Mm. So just recently I'm starting, I'm amping up like on the social medias, on posting on LinkedIn and really refining the message because I love, I don't know. Are you into human design at all? Oh, I love it. So I'm a manifesting generator. I get a download and it's like, boom, let's record this. Let's put it out. Right. It's like, <laughs> I'm just like, what are you? Manifester. Yeah. Oh, nice. So I'm just like always in action. <laughs> and so I'm working on, because it's hard because it's like, I don't want to not share the messages that are coming through because yeah. they're powerful. So I'm working on figuring out how to take the content that I'm receiving it and actually gear it towards the niche. So that's all like in the works right now. And deciding like, what is the best forum for that message? Where does it need? To well, I mean, I just put everything everywhere. Okay. Maybe I can help you decide yeah. What, strategically. Yeah. What's the best channel for that message? Based well, that's on a good question. Is, right? Do you, is it, that, do you feel like you shouldn't put it everywhere? 
I, I think it depends on, are you using AI to help you put it everywhere or are you physically manually? Yeah. I, I mean, and then my next question would be, or, that- or like a VA, I've had VAs do it too. Okay. Well, I guess it's, yeah, a matter of is, does that feel like a good investment of your time and, and money? Or would you like to consider, is there another way? And then the follow-up to that is like, are you able to really track and see, is that giving you a return on that investment, whether it's your own time or your, you know, money to have a VA? Yeah. It doesn't have to be answered right now, but just, you know, things to marinate on. Things to marinate. Yeah. I've had, I've had the VA. She was amazing. And she really knew how to speak my language Hmm. in, in like editing my videos and stuff like that. Now I use an AI software for like the podcast and for editing and all that. Cool. And so it's really easy for me to, to like riff for seven minutes, 10 minutes, and then take that and like chop it down to a min- one minute or five minutes or three minutes, depending on what platform. So I can do that, but it is, it definitely can take like a couple hours. I but- think it's just a question. I mean, that sounds amazing. Like I'd love to know the tools that you use and yeah. it's called Descript. Descript. But what I love about Descript is let's say I take a seven minute video and I want to chop it down to like one minute, but there's something that maybe I said at the end that I want closer to the top. I can literally like copy and paste as you're working on a word document, like cut, like highlight it, cut it, and then put it up top or wherever I want it, paste it. And it will take that chunk of video as well and pop it up. That is amazing. So for anyone watching, Interesting. I've just we'll put recently, links. I don't know if you, if you use YouTube at all, but that's come up in a few different conversations the last three weeks of, of coaches in particular that I've talked to that are really focusing on that as their channel to own. And yet, you know, my belief system and, and what I share with a lot of clients is like, of course, algorithms can always change. So it's, you know, how can we use social media as it's almost like this finder tool. It's like the fingers that are like helping us bring things home, right? And the things that we can call home that we can really own and control to a certain extent, but just know that they're in our agency is an email list, is a podcast, is a website. And maybe you're collecting a phone number too. But, you know, those are things that it's not going to change, right? Totally. (laughs) But we don't know what meta is going to do. And so just having mindfulness to that. Mm -hmm. And and also those things compound, right? So like you have a podcast, the episodes are going to exist forever versus your social post. It's ephemeral to a degree or it's got a very different type of discoverability rate than something else. What is it like 6% of social posts are seen? You know, if there's not money put behind them, don't quote me on that percentage, but it's pretty low. Yeah. Um, so just well. having like the, <laughs> no the, wonder my friend didn't like my post. <laughs> I know, they yeah. don't hate me. <laughs> just kidding. They don't hate you. They don't hate you. Yeah. They never saw it. I know I have friends that every time they post, they email me. They're like, can you comment and like this? Oh, but boy. I mean, technically that's a good idea, I guess. I don't, I, I haven't really done that. I'm surprised there's, I mean, I'm surprised there's not a bot or an AI tool to be doing that. Not that I'm advocating for that, but I would yeah. imagine that. I think there used to be, maybe there still are, but I know, I knew of some that got shut down um, yeah. a few years ago. That was like five years ago, I feel like. 
But okay, so another question that's coming up. So if you're working with startups, I love working with startups too. <laughs> but sometimes I get guidance for them on the pivot and they're like, I've been focused on it going this way. I'm like, well, the path is open this way. <laughs> but I'm curious, do like do you work on like a success fee? Cause you know, sometimes they don't have all the funding and so you get paid later. So funny you asked that. I'm just grappling with this question now and sort of I say startup, and I guess what I mean by that is I have encountered what you're referencing, which is like a lot of times there are limited resources. And so what does that look like? And so I'm actually having a conversation recently about is there some sort of hybrid fee structure where, you know, there's cash payment to a degree, but then there's also an upside for me and for them based on a, you know, commission fee of if an event happens, then there's a reward for everyone. So I kind of think about the clients I work with, like a portfolio that I'm creating. So there's going to be some that are a little bit higher risk in the sense of maybe they don't have as much cash today, but they have some cash and also a high growth trajectory. And so that's an interesting investment for me to make in them alongside with them in terms of my time. I'm, of course, I'm a human being that lives on planet Earth. So money is important as a tool. (laughs) So I love to align with resourced entrepreneurs too, which there are plenty of those as well. You know, so a lot of the women that I attract are already successful, you know, in a financial sense, but they're going through a transition. You know, there's a pivot of how they want to actually show up in their business or what they want to do with their business. So there is money to spend and there is a desire to invest in the type of consulting that I offer. And so, you know, for me, it's, it's building that portfolio of a, of a few different options, but, you know, ultimately attracting people that are building meaningful things. And my belief is if you are building something meaningful, then money will kind of come along with it. And I want to be part of that alongside the that trajectory. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been paid in like stock and stuff like that before from startups like okay well this is my normal fee so they just right stock shares yeah and how did that pan out because it's it's a little funny enough this is the one that I was just talking about where I was like they didn't want to take my golden path but now a year later they are and I'm not working with them anymore so they're totally going the route that I was like this is where to pivot and they're going that route but I mean they haven't I don't think they've made it yet still waiting still waiting on the payout but I would love for it to, you know, be huge. And I've always thought about working with VCs also because because oh, yeah. then they they might be like, okay, well, if we fund you, we want you to work with, you know, London. Cons- I actually have multiple intuitive consultants on my team, so I have five. Okay. Yeah. So so they'll they'll be like, we want London Heights Consulting to to work with the CEO because I know CEOs that startup CEOs that have burnout and they're like. I still, to this day, don't think one of them is working. Like it, it's, he took a mental leave of absence for like three years. Wow. He got the funding, but it's such, it's such a stress. It's such a stress. You mentioned you get most of your clients from word of mouth. What does that look like for you? Is it being in physical presence with people and, you know, showing up at events? Is it clients referring you to other you know, people in their network that have need for your services or how is that looking for you? Yeah, I've, I've met people at events and then they know what I do. So then they'll either book a session with me or something like that or refer me to someone else. 
more recently I did LinkedIn presentations and you just invite everybody to that and then they can want more, you know, but I think the webinars are delivering good value. So that in itself is supporting whoever comes because I do want whoever to show up, whoever shows up to receive some value. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and once people are working with me, then typically they'll be like, oh my God, you have to talk to Bethany. I love that. That's got to feel good. Yeah. So that's, that's always, I'd say the best, but just recently I did start working with a company. We're still in like design processes for developing a whole funnel and stuff like that. Cause I do have so many online courses as well. And like, I'm the author of a book and I have a journal and I have a delete bad vibes company that I do absolutely nothing with, but it is there and you can buy the products because I'm a manifesting generator and I, <laughs> what is delete bad vibes? Is it a, a merchandise? Yeah. Because one of the phrases I use, I mean, when I'm doing an actual healing, I'm using all sorts of things, like whatever's coming through, like clear and transmute release, let go of this, da, da, da. but often when I'm talking in conversation with people, I'm always like delete, delete, delete. Mm. delete, delete, delete. Like whatever you just said, that was not good that you're going to be late or that this ice cream is going to, you know, going to make you fat. And now you have to run three miles. I was talking to someone last night who said something of the sort. So it's like, delete, delete, delete. Like, you know, and then that gives you an opportunity to reframe what you just said. Oh, cool. Okay. I like so, that. Delete bad vibes was available.com. So I'm like, I'm buying it. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. I can relate to the URL purchasing. I have about 12 in my Squarespace account, just in case, you know, oh my God. Okay. Maybe we should talk (laughs) which ones are, you know, I mean, I'm the manifester, so there's no shortage of initiating ideas, Mm -hmm. but I need to partner with the generator to help like, you know, which is why I do what I do. Cause I'm, I'm really good at helping initiate the ideas, but I'm not the person that's going to be at the team than taking them, you know, all the way through necessarily, unless it's writing. Yeah. I have an upcoming interview. We're going to do it, I think in September, but she's a human design business coach. Oh, okay. So she works with teams. So if you ever know someone or you want to lead that, but she works with teams. So she did a a case study on my company and she'll look for holes based on our human designs. And apparently I'm a plus. I'm like, sweet. You've got all of the styles yeah. or designs taken account of. Yeah. For business. Really? Yep. That's so I was like, that's really confirming. I love that. So I'm excited because she didn't give me really any other information other than that, <laughs> because we're going to discuss it on the podcast. Oh, okay. You're so, going to get the next layer. Yeah. We'll do it live. We're going to do it live like this <laughs> real time. That's so nice. fun. Well, yeah. this has been awesome. Yeah, we'll have to keep each other in mind or collaborate somehow, someday in another way. Are you in LA? Okay. You? Boulder, Colorado. Oh, okay. That's, I'm like, it was, I thought it started with, I thought it was Chicago and I'm like, it started with the sea. Used to live in Hermosa Beach. Okay. I love Colorado. I could see myself moving there. I don't know if it will happen, but there's just something, the energy I went there in high school. And ever since that moment, like it just felt good. Good vibes. Well, I'm glad we did that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I would love to know how I can support you and, 
any way that comes to mind for you, but this is just so, I'm so gl glad that Lee thought to connect us and I want to learn more about, yeah, more of the work that you're doing. And now I get to listen to your podcast, all these fun things. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to subscribe and let me know by leaving a review on iTunes. It fuels me to keep bringing you more guests. And if you aren't already following me on social media, check out at Bethany London and visit BethanyLondon.com for online programs and free healing opportunities or our corporate healing platform, LondonHeights.co. Don't hesitate to tag me and our guests with your favorite quotes for a reshare. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, wishing you that quantum leap. Hey, what's happening out there, everybody? This is Lawrence Ross, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Lawrence Ross Show. Egomaniac. It's a two-hour weekly exploration into my mind. I also do sketches, celebrity impersonations. You're out of order! And I also do song parodies. Not too shabby for a blind guy. Not only are you visually impaired, but you are geographically impaired. New episodes are released every Friday. Check it out on your favorite podcasting platform or listen to it here on Society 13 on Electrocast. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast Networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric acid. Electric acid.